Well, let's welcome back Coach Tresky. Coach, do you have team updates for us? Yeah, we uh, we are in a unique spot. We have a, a, the end of the year by. Um, we kind of drew, drew the short straw. So coming off of our last game last week against Concordia Chicago, senior day. Um, was awesome to see the seniors be able to leave on a high note and, and finish with a win. And just, you know, kind of a week of reflection. We were all thinking about, you know, the journey of the season and all the highs and lows and just the way our team has grown. And I'm really proud of our team. Really thankful. Well, let's talk about that last week's victory. So fast start to, for the team there and really just never allowed Concordia to get back into the contest. Your thoughts on the game? Yeah, we, we came out about as good as we could have. I was really proud of our start. Um, that's something that I think we've struggled a little bit throughout the year to start fast. Um, you know, unfortunately, we, we let up a little bit. We made some mental mistakes early. I think it could have been the type of game um, that we blew open. Um, but credit to Concordia, man. Their, their team plays incredibly hard. They made some plays when it mattered on third downs. And um, the, the good thing for us is I saw some things happen in every phase. You know, we blocked the punt. Um, and we also had, I think, some tremendous plays on defense. Um, I felt like we had a, a few guys contribute on offense and um, kind of in both the run and pass game. And it was, like I said before, like to see the seniors go out that way, it was, it was definitely fun to see. Another big day for Bryce at the quarterback position. Uh, you know, the last few years you've gone to somebody else as the season's kind of gone along, but you had to feel really like this guy – is going to lead your team for a number of years to come. We do. I mean, we, we feel like Bryce um, definitely matured and grew throughout the season. You know, the one thing you and I talked about kind of week one, like hey, what, you know, what, what made you go with Bryce? I felt like he was a, a really good leader, um, he, really accountable. You know, he never runs from, from his mistakes. He wants to learn and grow through them. And um, he picks up his teammates. He's never too high, never too low. And, um, he's not afraid to work hard, and that's that's kind of the hallmarks of a good quarterback. And I'm really excited that you know we've got a couple more years with him. Um, you know, I love our quarterback room as a whole. They've all done a great job throughout the year and, and pick each other up. And yeah, you know, Bryce is, definitely has what it takes to be a special one for sure. You know, I, I think a lot of people don't realize is that the vast majority of your receiving core are like freshmen and sophomores as well. So. Man, you you need to really work with that group for a long time, and they could really be something special next year and the year after. Yeah, I definitely think so, man. We we've got you know Emmett um, is a is a freshman, Landon Neely is a freshman, Jamil Gordon um, honestly technically is a freshman because he has opportunity to medical redshirt. Bobby Murillo is a sophomore. I mean, there's a lot of young talent in that room, man. And um, those are just the guys that you got to see play. We have a few more that I feel like are, are right on the door of playing a lot. Um, yeah, we're excited. We're excited about that group. Excited about we got a good young old line. We got to replace, you know, Mike Dupree did a nice job in the running back role for us this year. We got to find a, an answer for that. But man, we we've got a lot of pieces coming back on offense. One thing you, I know you've been very happy with is the play of your defense, especially over the last five six weeks of the season. They looked like they were when you needed a big stop, they made plays on Saturday. And, and again, I, I know you feel pretty good about where this team's moving forward because of the defense. Yes, yes. So, like, the biggest change you saw with our defense this year was um, the ability to create negative plays. Like, we have – we've always been a defense, I think, that's worked very hard. Um, but, you know, 
to, to be able to force turnovers and force TFLs and sacks. I think you know, last year, for example, we had four interceptions. This year we had 14. Um, so we, we did some things that we hadn't done in years past that me really encouraged and excited. We've got a few guys that we're going to have to work hard to replace them, you know, a couple of details about the group as a whole. We it's great between and all those guys. So um, the future is definitely As you mentioned, senior day, the last guys, these guys, last game that these guys were playing for you. I know you built a very strong relationship with this group of seniors. So, if you wouldn't mind just sharing some some stories or, or some thoughts that you have about this group. Yeah, I said one of one of our traditions um, senior. Coach, I'm losing you there a little bit. And um, one thing that really jumped out at me about our senior group is they, they really they embody what we talk about. We talk about our John 15. And I couldn't think of a collective group that embodied that selflessness um, more than this group. I think the other thing that I really admire about the group is just the amount of both collective and individual adversity that those guys were able to overcome. Each guy, uh, story, you know, a, a bunch of different challenges and things that I think a lot of other people that maybe give up on football, those guys um, didn't give up on football. They didn't give up on each other. And uh, because of that, we're a better program. And you know, it's, it's the first group of guys I had the pleasure of being able to, to see through all four years of their journey, and I'm just very grateful that we had them all in our program. Your players of the game from, from the weekend. So we we um, did not do players of the game. We are actually kind of in the in the midst of doing uh, our end of the year um, end of the year awards. So our team votes on kind of an offensive and defensive player of the year. Um, a newcomer of the year on both sides of the ball, special teams player of the year. Um, and then we do something a little unique. We do um, a, a inspirational player of the year, so somebody that you felt made your, your teammates better, and then a servant leader of the year award. So those are our team awards that we're, our team is voting on. And um, in a couple of weeks here, we'll have an end-of-the-year kind of team team party um, and give those awards out. So um, those, those are TBD right now. Well, let's jump into fan questions, and we'll start with Joe, who would like to know, would you like to see games against Benedictine and Aurora earlier on in the season so it allows the team to finish even stronger? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's there's benefits to both. I, I, a lot of it, quite honestly, is just this is something that Coach Bruton and I used to talk about a lot is, is uh, how schedule sequencing is like an underestimated um factor in your season you know if you if you have a schedule that breaks kind of nice and, and allows you to go into a, a game against aurora or a game against benedictine with confidence i think you play that team differently play them better um y'all use an example i feel like we played um we had a heartbreaker against st norbert right like it just it, it 
they, they made a couple big plays right at the end of the game when we thought we had done the same thing. And so the, the feeling going into a team I felt like we matched up decently against Concordia, Wisconsin, um, was very different. And so the moment we started to hit adversity, like we hadn't experienced enough positive success, success yet to, to withstand that. Um, had we won that Norbert's game, maybe it's different. And that's it's, it's kind of the, the funny part of, of sport, right, is, is there's the physical, there's the – there's the mental side that you talk about, but then there's also the emotional aspect. And um, so I think, like, when you play those teams, you want to be confident. And, you know, ironically, we play, like, Aurora earlier next year. It, it'll be kind of a good case study. We play them week five um, with an opportunity, I think, to go in that game with some confidence, and, and we'll see we'll see what, what happens. Well, let's turn to a couple of questions from Paul. First is a statement by him. He says, Coach, I have to say that having over 100 players on this team is truly a remarkable milestone, and you deserve a lot of credit for not only helping these men to find that Wisconsin Lutheran is the perfect university for them to go to, but also keeping them embedded in the program and keeping them active and excited about what is going on. Thank you for all your hard work. Uh, that's awesome. Thank you, Paul. Um, I couldn't do it without my staff. Or I got an amazing team with me, all our coaches are committed to pouring into these guys so much more than football. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Paul also would like to know, with that being said, how is recruiting going right now? <laughs> it's funny that you say it, Paul. I'm on the road right now. Uh, so we are <laughs> we are definitely uh, getting ourselves ready to roll. And um, got a, we have a few commitments already, which is exciting. You know, for us, it will, anytime you have a commitment, you know, before the end of the season, that's, that's a really good first step. So we've got some guys that are all in and ready to be warriors, um, and and our team is is ready to go um, hit the road. I got a few coaches on the road this week, and and everybody will be on the road by next week. So it's uh, if we let's talk in like two months, Paul, I'll tell you how it's how it's going. But I'm I'm encouraged. I'm excited. I think everybody. You know, we did all of our end of the year meetings with our players, and you know, it's like to a person, they all can sense like, man, coach, we're better. And we're just we we we've got to work hard to, to bust through now, and so uh, that's that's the focus all year. No off switch for the staff at Wisconsin Lutheran. Just want to point that out. <laughs> no uh, off switch. Lene would like to know. She, she says, Coach, I know that you're on the show here each week to talk about football and how the team was progressing, but if you wouldn't mind, would you share a little bit about how you feel the spiritual growth of the team is progressing? Yes. Um, so some things that get me excited, um, we've, we've got a student-athlete Bible study on Monday nights, and um, it was actually started by one of our, our former players of safety, Brevin, Brevin Jaegerlander, and he's kind of passed, passed the torch on um, to a couple of our guys, um, one of whom, Seth Bowler, a junior for us. Um, I can't speak highly enough about Seth and just, you know, the growth he's had spiritually, his willingness to share his love for Christ um, with others. Um, Seth and I, we were able to have some pretty real and honest conversations, and um, he's just incredibly mature, and I'm really proud of him for that. Um, and I've seen some, some new players even kind of step into that role. Um, Elijah Edwards, Grady Ginden, like, um, Tywin McKinney, I've had uh, quite a few of our freshmen are starting to grow and into the role as well. Some things that, that a lot of people don't see but that happen on a regular basis with us. I mean, we pray as a team every day. 
um, sometimes in large groups, sometimes in small groups um, for more individual needs. And I've seen a lot of our guys step out in boldness and in faith. And um, I'm, I'm excited. I think this, this offseason is a really good chance for them to start uh, putting their faith into action on campus. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Brad would like to know, he says, Aaron Rodgers is talking about being back on the field in a few weeks. Does it amaze you how quickly players are able to recuperate from injuries that used to take at least 18 months before they were back on the field? It's mind-blowing. Yeah, like, I don't know if people understand, like, how hard it is to, to come back from an Achilles injury. Um, I've had a few friends that have gone through it. Thankfully, I have not gone through that injury, but uh, to, to be back and, and within a season is unheard of. Um and so that's, it's definitely a special accomplishment. I don't know what he's doing re- recovery-wise or what his, you know, his doctors have him doing, but I have to talk to that team because from every experience I've ever heard of through that injury, it's been at least a year, if not a year and a half recovery. Two questions from Gerald. The first is he would like to know, what other sports do you follow besides football? Um, I would say... Like from a, a casual fan standpoint, I, you know I love following the Bucks. You know, obviously that's a huge part of Milwaukee and our culture um, for the Bucks and the Brewers. So I love following the Bucks. Um, my brother's like a Bucks blogger and stuff like that, so he keeps me updated on that stuff. Um, so I, I love that. I, from a personal standpoint, you know my two boys they're involved in sports outside of football. So my youngest is involved in wrestling. Um, and so I love watching him compete. I'm learning a lot about that sport because that's really not my not my background. Um, so it's cool to, to learn with him. And my oldest is a baseball guy. So you can catch me in the springtime watching some WLC baseball and uh, watching him and his friends compete. I just love – I'm at that point where, like, I just – I enjoy seeing people pursue their best. You know, if it's sports, if it's arts, if it's music, it's – it's special, and um, I'm looking forward to watching watching my boys compete. He'd also like to know what other what other activities do you like besides football? Okay. Um, you know, I try to stay active. I try to work out and stuff like that. So I think that's like one of the few things that I do. You know, I I'm pretty simple, man. Besides the football, the thing I'm really active and involved. My wife and I are, are very involved in a church and ministry here in um, the Walkers Point area of Milwaukee, and um, we've seen that ministry grow in, in a lot of ways and really just feel called um, to reach you know, the people here in our city. And um, so the Next up is Reese, who says, oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Ray says, do you think it is even possible for a Christian student to thrive in their faith in places like UW-Madison or other state universities? I do. I do. And here's why I say that. Um, that's an opportunity for, for Christian students to truly witness and, and, and be a, a light when, when sometimes it might feel like things are, are dark. Now, it takes a lot of strength. It takes community. Um, I know there's some different student organizations like Chi Alpha and, and others, um, Crew, for example, or Athletes in Action at, the, at those types of schools. 
um, that create a sense of Christian community. Um, but, you know, what I would say is this, like, and this is kind of with my experience at other institutions that maybe weren't, I, w I would say, weren't overtly Christian, is those places, while you've got to be firm in your faith and need that, that, that tight-knit community, those places offer, offer Christian students an opportunity to truly witness and bring others to Christ. And that's what yeah, I saw that when I was at Lakeland. We had a couple really strong believers um, that, that were able to interact with kids on, in a different level. Um, but it just is going to create some, you know, it's, you're not going to be in a comfort zone. You're not going to have your, your professors or others share those things. And so you just, you have to be ready for that, right? It's, it probably puts you in a position that, like, my guys are get placed in, like, when they're in the workforce. It puts them in that sooner, you know, if they're in their college years. Next up is Isaac, who says, Coach, no game this week, and you got an extra hour for daylight saving. So you must have been really living it up with all that free time. <laughs> Some big wins right there, yeah. No, um, I, free time, I feel like, is, it, is, it a, is not at a premium these days. So I, I definitely enjoyed that extra hour of sleep. Um, I enjoyed some time with family. I, you know, the one thing I'm, I'm really trying to do is, is rest and pause more. Um, you know, especially on, on Sundays, I'm taking that time after service and stuff just to spend time with my family and, and not throw things on your to-do list. Um, so I definitely enjoyed that and, um, I'm definitely thankful. And our words of wisdom for this week, coach. So um, the biggest thing is, is I'm going to end it with uh, the verse that we anchor in every single day, and that's John 15:13. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus actually shares that verse um, with his disciples after giving them a powerful command, and that command is to love as Jesus loves us. And so love, what we learn throughout the season, um, throughout our lives, is that love requires sacrifice. It requires dying to your own desires. Um, but what you also learn is that is the most rewarding thing that you can ever experience and do. And so grateful uh, for my team and their willingness to, to put up with a coach that talks about love probably more than most, <laughs> um, but that was also willing to humble themselves and grow in that area. And uh, my encouragement for anybody that's listening is, is let's go out, let's show love, and let's be the light to others. Fantastic. Coach Trusky, thanks for joining us this week. Thank you so much, Rob. I appreciate it.